Welcome to the Spanish Arpada. I'm Sarah. And I am Peter. And we are ranking and reviewing all of the rulers of Spain from Leovigild to Felipe VI. And today we're doing Abu al-Qatar. Yeah, I'm looking over my notes from last time. That is the last entry, just just the name. Just the uh, name, Abu al-Qatar. Immediately after the paraphrase of appoint someone competent to run Spain, and then the name Abu al-Qatar. Which, yes. after the last couple of governors, is not an unreasonable request uh, to right. kick off this career with. Yes. So we're we're coming up kind of on the end of the civil war between Balsh and his mm. majority Syrian army. Right. And what we've started calling the indigenous Arabs or the native or settler Arabs. Right. Uh, these are people who are of Arabic ethnicity, which is not native to Spain. Right. But they have been living there basically their whole lives they were born there their parents may have been born there and they consider Mm. this their homeland they yes i mean they are it it is it is defensible for them to consider themselves native spaniards despite the fact that you know they are you know ethnically speaking uh not not um yeah so this is where we're picking up with abu al-qatar showing mm -hmm. up in the record now we're gonna go back a little bit to to talk about how Abu al-Qatar got to right. How how did this happen? This is this is the standard uh, movie opening of Abu al-Qatar showing up for the job. Then there is the record scratch and the freeze frame and the voiceover saying, "You're probably wondering how I got here." It is very um, cinematic because okay. his arrival in Al-Andalus is quite cinematic, but. Yes. Uh, the reason that he got to Al-Andalus goes all the way back to the beginnings, kind of the beginning middle of the Berber revolt in North right. Africa. When we last left that, we left Kultum putting his head back on top of his head after right. a the, the Daffy Duck moment. The yes, Daffy Duck it. moment where mm-hmm. a um, a Berber cut the top of his scalp off and mm-hmm. he picked it up, put it back on and continued reciting the verse from the Quran that he was yep. in the middle of. As I was saying, he said. He did not survive that battle, and so Balsh took the rest of that army and uh, holed up in Ceuta for a while. But the problem was Kultum was meant to sort out North Africa, and he was technically the governor of Ifriqiya. Right. And that means that there is not one now. Mm -hmm. So Caleb Hisham, back in Damascus, Mm -hmm. sends another person to sort everything out. Yes. And this is a man named Hansala ibn Safwan al-Kalbi. Right. I think I mentioned Hanzala in the last. You did. You did. He is in my notes as well. Yeah. So he gets sent out to take care. He's the third governor of Ifriqiya now who has been sent to put down the Berber. <laughs> right. I was going to say, we're, we're going through these pretty quickly. It's uh, it's looking like the uh, boardroom at uh, Twitter these days. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> it certainly is. Hanzala gets to Ifriqiya and he actually is successful at calming the, the Berber revolt. Mm-hmm. The Berber revolt at this point was kind of fighting amongst itself. Right. I, okay. I mentioned before that Maisara was the head and then mm-hmm. after the Battle of the Nobles, he was replaced suddenly with Caliph. Right. And by replaced, he was killed. Yes, he and was then... <laughs> executed and Caliph was put in charge. Right. <laughs> uh, for reasons that are still obscure to us in modern times. Yes. Uh, however, this was kind of just an indication of uh, intertribal warfare, a lot mm-hmm. of strong personalities who wanted to be in charge, politics, sure. basically, sure. which happens whenever you get a lot of people together, right? Yeah. Uh, nothing the, 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 nothing out of the ordinary here. 
Every time you have a revolution, you get a Danton and a Robespierre, and only one of them is going to come out with his head on his shoulders. Yes. Um, so this this uh, kind of stopped the Berber revolt advance before they even really got to Kairouan, and Hanzawa right. was able to to calm the area. Mm -hmm. uh, once that was done, he took a over, look over to Spain, which is technically mm -hmm. under his purview, and went, oh, oh, gosh. Yes. They're having problems over there. This this Balsh person is this Balsh person good. like they are still right. they're not even fighting the and, Berber revolt they've gone right. through a whole nother civil war and and this person replacing Balsh Salaba is is not much better in he's fact. not much better he as a matter of fact probably worse yes so Hansala says all right and he goes to his cousin Abu Al Qatar so mm -hmm. that's how he got the job they okay were, and he says Abu Al Qatar um uh, his full name is Abu Al Qatar Al Kalbi I don't okay. have any ibbins for him. Uh, and he was sent over in about 743 to call down Al-Andalus. Basically the same job that Hadzala had, but for Al-Andalus. Right. Now, there are a couple different stories about Abu al-Qatar's arrival in the peninsula, and all of them are very cinematic. I oh, mentioned good. two of them last time. The first one is the one that uh, Ibn al-Qutiyya writes. Mm. He says he gets there and Thalaba and some settler Arabs, some indigenous Arabs, are full-on in the middle of a battle. Like, they are right. on the battlefield, charging <laughs> at each other with spears. Mm -hmm. Abu al-Qatar comes over the hill with the standard and the banner <laughs> of the caliph, and everyone kind of turns around like, huh? <laughs> Abu al-Qatar says, will you listen and obey? To yeah. which they all replied, we shall. So yeah. basically he said, do you guys really yes. want to fight? And yeah. they all looked at each other and said, no, mm -hmm. no, we don't. Yeah. The is other this a battle or is it just a thing? Because if it's yeah. a thing, we can stop, right? Yes. The, the, the other two stories are very similar. Mm. One of the other stories, which comes from, from Al-Makari, and this says that Abu al-Qatar shows up during that selling people to the lowest bidder. Mm. Oh, 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 God. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh. So where they take old men and women uh. and children and say, who will pay less until uh. they finally end up selling them for like a dog or, or a bag of weed or something. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. But the same deal, Abu al-Qatar shows up, everyone kind of stops and turns, and he says, mm. what are you doing, man? And everyone <laughs> goes, we don't really know. Let's stop. Yeah. This is this is the the adult arrives home early to their child's wild party. Yes. And everybody realizes, oh, we're all naked and we shouldn't be. The third story is very similar. It involves all of the prisoners that Thalaba took when mm -hmm. uh, everyone was celebrating that festival. Thalaba right. Thought, oh, oh. this will be a great time to attack. So we captured a whole bunch of people, women just, and children included. Just, but in this story, he takes them back to Cordoba and he's about to behead them all in the public square. Oh, wow. Um, Again, Abu al shows up. Yes. Abu yeah. al shows up with the standard and the, and the banner of the caliph. If ever, right. And everybody goes, oh, uh, we weren't doing nothing. Right. No, 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 no. This is, this is not what it looks like. <laughs> so, yes, it's all very cinematic. It all really asks for Abu al to turn to the camera and say, I bet you're wondering how I got Yeah. Here. Yes. Also is, very cinematic is essentially this is a running gag at this point. It where is. something horrific is happening, he shows up, everybody looks, 
everybody looks down at their feet and just kind of wanders away, not making eye contact. Yes, everyone is very embarrassed by their behavior and they decide to to listen to the authority figure. Yeah. His epitaph thus far is not mad, just disappointed. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, he has the banner and everything, but he also has a letter from his cousin saying that he should he has a decree of appointment over al Andalus. And everyone kind of agrees with him. He's kind of a right. compromise sort of mm-hmm. candidate. You know, right. every, everyone's okay with him. However, oh, dear. the Berbers and the Arab settlers in Spain are, mm. are still unhappy. Like, they're willing to stop fighting. Right. But... He's he's a preferable alternative, but he is still an outsider, and that's their main beef. Yes. So um, they say to Abu al-Qatar almost immediately, quote, we swear allegiance, but there is no room here for these Syrians. Get rid ah, of them. Oh, OK. All right. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, we will stop fighting, but that's not going to solve but, the problem that there are a bunch of these outsiders here. But now. Balsh's crew is really still very uncool. Yes. Um, we really don't want them here. Please yeah. just can you get mm-hmm. rid of them? Yeah. And Abu al-Qatr says, all right, let's go into Cordoba. Let's rest a while. Your demands mm-hmm. will be met. I have an idea which will benefit you all, God willing. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> that sounds yeah. very um, portentous. Yes, I was going to say sinister. <laughs> it does sound very sinister. But basically what happens is Abu al-Qatr meets with everyone and says, can you just go, please? Mm-hmm. Can you please just leave? Right. And everyone goes, all right. Now, it wasn't that easy. Oh. He gave them safe conduct. He gave them lots of money. Mm-hmm. And he did get them to leave. So Thalaba himself, along with a couple of his generals, both sons of Ibn Qatan, of Abdul Malik, who mm-hmm. uh, originally started the fighting, and several other important people on both sides of the conflict were treated very kindly. They were uh, given safe conduct to other parts of the caliphate and probably some money, and they all left Al-Andalus. Is, is this guy an amateur hypnotist? Or maybe he's just read a lot of, you know, Norman Vincent Peale, Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, I'm not material. sure. Al-Makari I... says, quote, Abu al-Qatar is generally described as a brave and generous man and endowed with much prudence and great talents for administration. All right. So, that <laughs> so is apparently a, he was just was real say, good at it. That that's, I'm going to hire this man. That is a hell of a CV. It's a great uh, CV. Uh, now, he doesn't send away everybody. He really hmm. only sends away the leaders. He's like, you guys have poisoned the well too much. You right. got to get out. Mm-hmm. But there are still a lot of the Syrian army that came with Balsh, just regular mm. soldiers who are right. there. And, and what are we going to do with them? Right. We can't, we're not going to pay these people to leave. We can't that's, pay that's, everybody right, to leave. Right, no. Right. right. So uh, Abu al decides he's going to disperse them. <laughs> At this point, they've all been in Cordoba and fighting together and feeding off each other. And he's yeah. going to disperse them in the countryside. Everybody gather around this barrel of dynamite um (laughs) not quite that uh and he he separates them by original origin if that makes sense oh no that actually does make sense now i i I have been doing some secondary reading on this Mm. and i want to caution everybody not to look 
too much into the origins. These are really separating military units. Oh, okay. So, for example, if you have a military unit that is from Damascus, right? Mm. It may mm-hmm. have been started in Damascus, but it doesn't mm. mean that everybody in it is Syrian. Right. It's not, it's, 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 it's likely that people who join the same division are yeah. also associated with each other in, I'm guessing, tribal identity. But it's not, but but that's not the basis for it. It's the divisions. Yeah, the, um, the okay. basis of their loyalty to each other is political. At the sure, point. right. And not band, band, of, band of brothers. I mean, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, but this is what he did. The Arabs who originally from Damascus, the units from Damascus were sent to Elvira. The ones mm-hmm. from Jordan were sent to Malaga, the ones from Palestine to Sidonia, hmm. the ones from Holmes to Seville, those from, from Kinserine to Hayen, those from Egypt hmm. to Beja and Murcia, right? Hmm. So he separates them all out so they can't join with each other and create a right. bigger unit. Also, Spain just got really interesting culturally. Yes, if, it if, did. I was going to say, this city is now way more Egyptian than it used to be. And this be. city is way more Palestinian than it used to be. And yeah. the architecture and the food is just, oh, all right, this is, this yes, is good. I like it is, this. It is quite interesting. Euro, they, Euro Rail looks back at this moment and says, we just got so much more tourist business. Yes. He also does two other important things during this resettlement. Mm-hmm. gets the cost of the resettlement from the non-Muslim subjects. So he raises oh, taxes on non-Muslims. Right. Yeah. And the Arab settlers and the Berbers who had been in Spain did not have to give up any of their land to do that. Ah, excellent. Right. Okay. Good. So he's trying very, very hard not to upset anybody, mm-hmm. not to create a new imbalance. Mm. And this works really well. I was going to say, this sounds like a good strategy. As long it's a as they're... very good strategy. Right. In addition, mm-hmm. this is an interesting little aside from the Chronicle of 754, which I'm mm-hmm. going to share with you. Mm-hmm. Theodomir, you remember him? I do. He finally dies. Oh my God. Yeah. It's been forever. It's been forever. He fought Byzantines during yeah, the Gothic I... era. Yeah. Right. So Theodomir or Tudmir, as the Muslims called him, right. was in Murcia, and he had that pact with Abdalaziz, with yes. Musa's son. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was very well thought of by both mm-hmm. sides. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, earlier on in the conquest, he himself had gone to Damascus, spoken with the caliph, and had his treaty with Abdalaziz confirmed. Confirmed. By the right. caliph himself. Yes. But he dies. And mm. we assume it's his son. It just says after Theodomir's death, Athanagild enjoyed great honor and authority. Mm. We assume from context that Athanagild is his son. So Athanagild is there in Murcia, in the area which has also become known as Tudmir, mm. with the same sort of um, rights and responsibilities that he had before. However, Abu oh. al-Qatar, because he needs to raise money for this resettlement, he oh, comes no. to Athanagild and finds him. 27,000 solidi. Now, Athanagild is in charge of a very prosperous era, uh, area yes. in Spain, and he's able to raise it in three days. Oh, all right. He produced all the money within the space of scarcely three days and was quickly restored to the grace of Abu al-Qatar. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that is a potentially very dangerous thing. If someone asks you... If some person in authority asks you for a lot of money and you're able to hand it over very quickly, 
the person in authority might think to themselves, oh, well, that was easy. Let's see what how much it takes to make them sweat. Yes, Abu al-Qatar very easily could have made life difficult for Athanagild and for mm -hmm. the inhabitants of Murcia. But instead yes. he says, great, we're still good. I'm still honoring that treaty from back Oh, home. all right. Yes. Cool. They became partners, I suppose. Mm, okay. So he is doing really great. The civil war has been calmed. Mm -hmm. The Berber revolt is done in North Africa as well as in Spain. Good. Everything has kind of been set back on an even keel. Hmm. Then. I knew it. In the year 744, around mm -hmm. the same time that Theodomir is, is, has died, mm -hmm. the Caliph Hisham passes away. Oh, no. Another shakeup at the home office. He's been Caliph for 20, more than 20 years. Yeah. So even though there were times when he was not very popular, mostly <laughs> based on his fiscal policies right the again if you're if you're at the head of the pyramid scheme it only works if you the pyramid scheme continues to expand yes um so he is now dead and mm -hmm. that means there's going to be a new caliph for the first time in over 20 years that's a while the other problem with this is that up till this point in, in our podcast most of the caliphs were either abdal malik or mm -hmm. sons of Abd al-Malik. Right, right, right. It was we, it was a dynasty for sure. It was a huge dynasty and they were all his sons. Al-Walid mm -hmm. was his son, Suleiman was his son, and Hisham was his son. Right? Mm -hmm. so, and Abd al-Malik, of course, was Caleb himself. So right. at this point, it has been so long there are not sons that can <laughs> right. that are surviving <laughs> and can be Caleb. Right. Sure. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. Dominic was having sons. So it has to go on to the next generation. Mm. So it actually doesn't go to one of Hisham's sons. It goes to a son of one of the older sons of Abdel Malik. Mm. And the new caliph is a man named Al-Walid. So he's Al-Walid II. Oh, okay. He becomes caliph. And I'm going to back up a little. We're going to talk a little bit about the court in Damascus. Oh, right okay. Here. Sure. Right. So... Abdul Malik and his sons being in charge for so long was a great cohesive force for the caliphate. Sure, but like continuity all, is a good thing, usually. Continuity is a good thing, but like all courts in mm -hmm. all kingdoms everywhere in the world, mm -hmm. there are factions. Oh, hell yes. There are lots and lots of factions. Yes. Uh, you already know one of them. It's the, uh, this is the traditional Sunni and Shia split. Yes. So it's a group of people in uh, in authority in Damascus who believe yes, that sir. descendants of Ali should be yes. Caliph. Correct. Right? There's another group that are called the Abbasids. They mm. think that descendants of Muhammad's uncle Abbas should be uh, Caliph. Hence the name that that's uh, that's that's pretty easy to follow. Good. And of course, with the Berber revolt, we learned about the Karjites who think that anybody who is a good Muslim should be caliph. It shouldn't matter what your ethnicity or relationship to the prophet is. <laughs> to which everybody in the court gives a polite smile and changes the subject. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then you have to take into account these different military factions that I've been talking about. This mm -hmm. is not just something that is happening in Al-Andalus. This is mm. something that is happening all over the Caliphate, where people who have created these bonds, usually through military service, start mm. working together for political ends. Mm. Oh, and dear. they ally with each other, and they ally against each other, and it becomes it becomes a typical court. Sure. 
you're sure. never sure where you stand. You're never sure who is on your side and everybody is always skiing. Yes, yes. Like I said, this was typically kept down during the Abdullah Malik's family's rule, right? right. Him, as long not. as there is as long as there is an immediate heir uh, and an immediate heir after that immediate heir, there's there's a there's a ceiling to the scheming. It, mm -hmm. it, it really can't rise above a certain level without, of course, committing the ultimate blasphemy of killing uh, the head of uh, the you know, the head of Islam, um, which it's presumably funny you say that. yeah. Oh no! So Al-Walid II could have continued this, right? He still uh -huh. lived the same family, but his character mm. was not up to the challenge. Oh no! Many, many different sources say that he was well frivolous, but mm. most, oh, there it is! But most death. Was, yes, but mostly he didn't get eaten by a bear, and he didn't sleep on the ball bearing factory. He uh. didn't do any of that. But he did drink and he did skip prayers and he wasn't very pious. Oh, so he's Catholic. Okay. <laughs> he was not very popular because of this. I mean, he's mm -hmm. the leader of Islam and he does not seem to be taking his duty <laughs> right. as that very seriously. Sure. Yeah, we're, we're in the era of the Borgia Pope, basically. Yes. So what happens is less than a year after Al-Walid II becomes caliph, mm -hmm. he is murdered by a rival faction in the caliphal palace. In wow, that's and, big. That's very and the big. the entire caliphate explodes. Yeah, th that is a collective loss of mind. I, I Everybody loses their ever-loving mind. Yes. And all of these divisions completely surge to the forefront again. Of course, yes. sure. All of these military divisions, all of these settler versus newcomer divisions, mm -hmm. all of these non-Arab versus Arab divisions, they all come to the forefront mm -hmm. all at once because there's a sense that nobody is minding the store. Right. Another member of the Umayyad dynasty becomes Caleb. This is Yazid III, but okay. he is in charge for one year and then he dies of natural causes. <sighs> All right. So it doesn't really help anything. Eventually, the caliphate settles on Marwan. But right. we're going to leave Damascus now because we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. I want to go mm. back and, and talk about Al-Andalus and how this affects <laughs> Al-Andalus. Right. Meanwhile, you know, the, the camera pans back to the map and we zoom to the west again, all the yes. way over to, okay. We do. So Ibn al-Qutiyah says this, quote, during his rule as governor, Abu al-Qatar showed his prejudice against the North Arabian tribes of Mudar, so they conspired hmm. against him. Uh-oh. That's pretty dry. So, that is pretty dry. And the Chronicle of 754 does not really say much hmm. about... It. What they say is, in the year 744... 24th mm -hmm. year of the Emperor Leo having come to an end along with the 125th of the Arabs with the mm -hmm. 126th just beginning and Yazid having been in power for almost a year having in place there as a result of a rebellion with mm -hmm. the entire East embroiled in unheard of wars oh, all, at once, all at once everyone informed of the death of Al-Walid II began to think that they should expel Abu al-Qatar from power yeah everything's very uh, cohesive and stable and peaceful and prosperous and I, for one, can't wait to bring that to an end. 
Al-Makari tells a story that is almost certainly false because mm. it's very specific. Oh, but right. I will tell you what Al-Makari says started the unrest back up in Al-Andalus. Quote, the cause of the war is thus related by the historians. Abu al-Qatar had always shown himself partial to the Arabs of Yemen. This is the same thing that Ibn al-Qutiya said. Right. One day, a man belonging to his own tribe had an altercation with a man of the tribe of Kenana, and although the case was clearly proved against the Yemeni, who was a cousin of Abu al-Qatar, the governor, swayed by love for his own people, decided in favor of his cousin. Mm. The, the Kenani then went to al-Sumayl, uh, surnamed Abu al-Jashan, and told him of Abu al-Qadr's injustice. Now, this al-Sumayl was one of the principal chiefs of the Beni Modar. He hated tyranny and oppression, and he could not suppress his indignation when he heard of the outrage inflicted on one of his own people. He uh, went immediately to see Abu al-Qadr and reproached him with his conduct in language not very moderate, upon which <laughs> Abu al-Qadr answered with abuse. <laughs> So Al replied, somebody had to play a lot of castanets over a lot of what was said. Oh, yes. <laughs> Al-Sumal replied to this abuse and things got so far that Abu al-Qatar ordered his guards to seize him, raise him from his seat and put him out of the room. They related oh. the scuffle. Al-Sumal received some blows on the nape of his neck by which his turban was thrown to one side. Ooh. As he was going out of the emir's palace, a man who was standing at the door said to him, Oh, Abu al-Jashan, what is the matter with thy turban? By Allah, <laughs> it is all on one side. Thou art right, man, said al-Sumayl, but I trust my people will soon put it right for me. <laughs> dun, dun, dun! Yeah, yeah. Oh, hard, hard musical sting. Okay, uh, yeah, so it's, it's mash possible. Mash credits. It is possible that al-Sumayl and Abu al-Qatar had a personal disagreement based on uh, Abu al-Qatar's treatment of al-Sumayl's own tribe. Yeah, that's that's entirely plausible. That is entirely plausible. But I want you under to understand that the root cause of this is the fact that there's no strong caliph and everybody's bringing their, it's it's Festivus. Everyone's Absolutely. bringing their grievances out. Their, their grievances are being expressed. That's right. Yes. So Bring out the greased pole. We got to get through this. Yes. Uh, okay. So Al-Sumayl uh, begins a rebellion. What they want to do is they just want to march on Cordoba, take Abu al-Qatar out, and then they actually, Al-Sumayl doesn't want to be in charge himself. He's not oh. planning on being governor. He is the leader of his like community but he's like no i don't i don't really i don't really want to be in charge oh my dude i gotta tell you when you lead a revolution you kind of got to go all in this is well this they is... choose they choose a guy called fawaba who is uh -huh. also a member of their group this is right. kind of like um it reminds me of witterick right it reminds me of witterick where they all sure. got together and it was like <laughs> how about suna be king and suna's mm -hmm. like oh me that's great and everybody else is like grumble grumble yeah grumble. I feel like I there roll, were a I lot roll. of those discussions mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. before it actually happened so al-sumayl raises an army and he marches out against abul al-qatar they meet outside of cordoba it's a place called munyat nasser no one really mm -hmm. knows where this is Mm -hmm. as it is with many place names in these kind of chronicles. Of course. According to Ibn al-Qutiya, he says, mm -hmm. quote, Abu al-Qatar was dragged out from under the millstone where he was hiding. <laughs> he was hiding what? in a millstone. Yeah. Uh, 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 all right. So he was it, dragged out from under the millstone and brought to Asumail, who immediately cut off his head. Right. Let me let me let me stop you right there. You need to fill in a lot of details. Uh, I, I will read the previous sentence. It's not going to help. Oh, OK. 
Abu al-Qatar was defeated and fled, seeking refuge in a mill at a place called Munyat Nasser. You know what? Actually, that that does clear it up a little bit. I mean, you know, <laughs> at, at least we know he fled the battle. He was running. He was running away and hiding. I will accept that. But if you just start with the millstone, it sounds like he he's a very kinky guy. What is uh, what? <laughs> no, he was hiding from battle. Okay, that's fine. This. Ibn al-Qutiyya is the only source that says that Abu al-Qatar dies right now. Most mm. of the other sources say that he was just taken prisoner mm. by al-Sumayl, right? right? So I think that this is is probably what happens, especially since what, what comes afterwards. Right. right, right. But regardless, after this battle, al-Sumayl's forces overcame those of Abu al-Qatar, and he is defeated. I'm sure at some point al-Sumayl made a point of messing up al-Qatar's turban. Um, yes, that that I'm, had to have happened. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Not so, so uh, funny, is it? <laughs> so Abu al-Qatar is imprisoned. Mm. Thawaba, who is the one that they chose to be in charge, is in charge. Uh, we're not going to do an episode on him. Oh, there, there is one of those long weekend governorships. Okay. It is one of those long weekend governorships. Mm. Because, and we'll get into this in the next episode, based on stuff that's going on in North Africa, a mm. new candidate will be coming to the governorship in Al-Andalus. And this is the last governor. Oh, the final governor. Oh, final all right. governor. Very, very exciting. Yes. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to get into that. Well, what I want to leave this on is just by mm. saying that Abu al-Qatar was captured and imprisoned mm. he mm -hmm. was able to escape his imprisonment oh he's going to be involved in the governorship of the final governor uh a man named yusuf interesting we, we so so the him. so the beheading is not a thing so the beheading uh, is probably not true because he shows up in in many other sources as oh okay many right. maybe it was just somebody who was hiding under a millstone and looked that is entirely okay all right yes so that is the governorship, although it's not the full life quite yet. Of no, Al Qatar. No. but 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 it is the it is the period that we judge. It is uh, the period so, that we judge. So are you ready to judge? Him? I, I I am. Although this is this is going to be a tricky one. This is going to be a weird one. Yeah. Conquistadores is our first category. How much land did he conquer? Well, he stopped an entire civil war. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean what, what's interesting is he he had uh, obviously a profound talent for making battle unnecessary, for for winning before the fighting started, or for stopping the fighting in terms that were entirely favorable to his agenda. I, I don't know how to rank him. Yeah, I mean, he theoretically got all of Al-Andalus under his control, and that's a, a large amount of territory, which is what we yes. look for, for Conquistadores. Yes. I mean, we, we're talking, I mean, if if we think about the Berber revolt kicking off a period of sustained violence and uncertainty and loss, he's really the person who puts an end to that it's by now it's metastasized into the balsh fiasco but it's still you know swords have been out since the start of the berber revolt and now all of a sudden all the swords are back in their sheaths the, the areas of land that were in dispute are no longer in dispute mm -hmm. um there's there's a lot to be said for that 
Um, there is also something to be said of him ending his governorship, hiding under the mill. Yes, and in a, in a yes, rural and, mill. And on the negative, <laughs> I mean, um, ran and hid in a mill. Yeah, and you know that there was a comic exchange of, "Come out, we can see you." I'm not here. Oh, we can. can see your shoes come out. There's some shuffling as his shoes <laughs> sneak under yeah, the mill. Slowly no, disappears. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right. You go to the other side of the millstone. I'll stay on this side. You scare him out. I will. <laughs> it's basically yeah. getting, taking a cat to the vet. But I mean, but again, it, it, it's it that in and of itself is so out of character given the the sequence of absolute the only thing that occurs to me is he's he's accomplished all of his triumphs by essentially flashing a badge he um, did that is true and you know it's it's kind of like showing up with the one ring all right fight's over look see what i'm holding yeah all right all fine. right fight is um over. So honestly, uh, as as impressed as I am with his talents, when he loses his cheat code, as yeah. it were, yeah, he's actually not very good at the game. No, um, I guess not. Yes, I will give him credit for for the piece, but I'm I'm not going to give him a lot for Conquistadores. I I, I think we have to. Find, I think we have to award him points elsewhere, but not really for here, because when it comes right down to it, the one instance of him actually fighting sucked. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I might go down. I was thinking four, but now I feel like you're you're pulling me down here. I'm 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 feeling three. I'm gonna give him a three. Oh yeah, I think I'm gonna have to give him a three too. I'm crossing yeah. out the four and all right. the three. This is a first okay. for me. Oh, all right. Well. You've convinced me. All right. I, I have the, the flashing on. the badge, that's yeah. quite apt. Yeah. All right. Well, that is a six for Conquistador. Mm, not 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 great out of the gate. Second category is no me digas. What did people gossip about? Well, I think that if he had <laughs> if I had a consultation with one of my students mm -hmm. and my student left my office with their hair all mussed up and their glasses yes. <laughs> i think people would be talking about there'd be a lot of discussion with the there, student yes yes there would be a lot of discussion there would be a um, lot of discussion about the governor putting his hands on one of his important subjects right messing up his hat on the other hand he he kind of when we again, when we look at the the start of his career, and I again, I can't stress this enough. The start of his career is genuinely impressive and and basically good. Mm -hmm. Um, but he is kind of the guy who shows up, and then I don't want to say the fun stops because we're talking about a slave auction. Yeah, we are talking, but we are talking about the interesting stuff stops, and everybody goes back to. All right, everybody go back to your desks and do your work. Yeah. And everybody's like, okay. So he's, again, he's clearly the right man for the job. Yeah. I mean, he's appointed to bring Spain into an era of peace. And he accomplishes, I mean, he knocks that the hell out of the park. He does his job perfectly. 
Yes. Um, but Al Makari says Abdullah Qatar was an excellent poet. Yes. He evinced great talents for administration. His government at first was just and mild. Right. And and all of that says to me, you're awesome. You're also boring. Yeah. Thank God, really, for the, you know, the, the board meeting where one guy got, you know, basically tossed out with his toupee misaligned. Um, that's that's great. But that's, that's there, really if, the only thing we if, have. If, if it wasn't it. for that, we'd have nothing. Well, well he was also a little bit unfair. He favored his cousin in yeah. that, that judgment rather sure. than, you know. Although, g given the time in which we live, given the degree to which familial connection was really something that trumped so much, it, it's it's barely a surprise. It's it's kind of like finding out, hey, did you hear the French king has a mistress? <laughs> what? Duh. Yeah, um, I mean, okay, that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm 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 feeling sort of a three with this one. He's one more point I'm gonna put in his favor. He mm. was captured and imprisoned. He, he came he came yes. back to Cordoba and yes. came, but he escaped. And he but he escaped. And also there had to have been some serious discussion as to whether or not he got his head cut off. Well that's, yes. That's a that I mean, if 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 people are wondering behind your back it, whether or not you were beheaded. Yes. That's a that's that's a water cooler chat or it two. Is. It is. Um, so I'll knock it up to four. I will I will give him a four. I, I, I'm I going to stick with three. Okay. All right. One for each. One for the turban scuffle. Right. One for the unfair justice and one right. for escaping imprisonment. I'm going to give him one more for the millstone. Yeah, it's because because I would I would talk so much smack about <laughs> a guy that was found who had to be dragged out from under a millstone. Yes flower all over him i bet he did was, oh it had to have been very comical this would be a great movie it would it would uh, all right that's a seven for no me diga orthodoxia is our next category i don't really have too much no most of the orthodoxia stuff is going on in damascus right now. right right i mean we could say the caliph appointed hanzala to be to bring peace to afrikia after uh hanzala appoints al-qatar to bring peace to al-andalus thus the succession of commands from the head of the church is followed pretty much to the damn letter. Basically, when someone is reputed to be just and mild and good at administration, you get the sense that these are, you know, sort of nice, quiet, English, church-going, country, squire-type. He did bring peace to the peninsula. And he did. Islam is known as a religion of peace. Indeed, indeed. Certainly, he, I, I have to imagine that for the most part, he was a good, shall we say, representative of his faith. Uh, that said, did he build any mosques? No, he didn't build any mosques. No, he didn't build any mosques. So, did, yeah. yeah. I'm going to give him a two. I think two is about right. Yeah. Wow. Our, our scoring system is really screwing this guy over, I have to say. Poor um, guy. Uh, for somebody is... who is for somebody who was again can't stress enough legit good for his good at his job that is fair maybe if we knew more about what his administration right. was like but true oh well anyway that is a four for orthodox mm -hmm. our Not final great. category is el resto 
obviously I don't have any pictures. Coinage at right. this time is whatever they could scrape from Damascus. They, right. they are not really printing their own coins right now. Mm -hmm. And there's no paintings, obviously. Mm. He ruled for, uh, he, he probably arrived at the peninsula in 743. 743, yeah. Early 743. Mm -hmm. And he was imprisoned in April or May 745. So it's oh, just wow. two years. He did not. Last he did not last very long. He didn't. He doesn't have any children that mm. are, are noted in the record. But he is going to play a part uh, in some uprisings against the next governor, Yusuf. Okay. So okay, that's kind so. of interesting. I don't really want to give away right. what happens because we'll do that in Yusuf's episode. Mm -hmm. But it, he does have some impact beyond just being governor. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, I, I'm inclined to put a number of points in here to credit him for bringing peace um yeah you know we're we're, we're talking about someone who brings an end to a, a period of violence that said dead caliph equals fractured caliphate equals yeah and so so again his his success was so short-lived mm -hmm. um, that it doesn't constitute a legacy. I don't think no. so. No, yeah. I, again, two years is not enough time no, uh, to, to really build, well, to build a mosque, but also <laughs> to build any kind of sustained legacy. I, I mean, brought peace, I'll give him that peace that didn't last very long, but but at the same time, let's, let, I'm going to give him a couple of points because there are people who weren't sold into slavery because he showed up. Fair. Uh, there are people I'll, who didn't get their heads cut I, off. I want to give, yeah. yeah, I want to give him, I want to give him a few points for for the victims of Thalaba that that didn't happen because of his arrival. So let's let's I'll I'll do that. I'll give him a two. I will give him a three. Okay. Along the same lines. Yeah. You know, uh, and just because I do know his actions afterwards. Oh, okay. I know that he continues. So I will All give right. him a three. That is well, a I'll, I'll give him a two now, but, you know, we might, given what, what may happen, I, I might have to, we might actually have to reopen the books and, and modify the score. I, I may um, be overstating so. it. It's, All it's right. Well, great. Then, okay. Then two it is. The hell two is fine. All right. All right. So that's a five for El Risto. And that mm -hmm. means the total score is 22. Not good. No. We no. do have one more question. Is he amazing enough that we are going to let him write Yoel Rey on the Fuero? Or do we tell him Fuera? I would love, I, I could almost make the case. Mm -hmm. Given the unbroken string of success, given the fact that the man had a job and did it, and did it, thoroughly and well that the guy sort of went throughout al-andalus and cast a spell he um, did. wherever <laughs> like he went uh yeah i mean just you know i'm, I'm thinking of dnd he cast silence wherever he went everybody got very quiet and just listened to him and agreed and moved on yeah. and and there's almost a sense of i i get the sense uh if he walked in and we were going to tell him he couldn't sign the charter, he would talk to us for five minutes, flash his badge, and we would let him. 
sign uh, the or charter. You would just muss up our hats. Right. And, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. The the problem, however, is that when the new regime, if we can call it that, began and the chaos began, I, I think he showed his true colors. That when when his authority, which is always the authority of other men, Hanzala and then behind him the caliph. Yeah, I I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, as much as I want to give him something more for what he accomplished i don't think he is no if he had kept it up after you know Mm -hmm. bewitching everybody at the beginning right it it would have been easy even though he was not ultimately successful exactly yeah no i'm I'm gonna say fuera i'm gonna say fuera while acknowledging the fact that if he were actually here to plead his case, we'd probably end up, you know, giving him fuero and our car keys. We probably um, but well, yeah. nice try, Abu Al Qatar, but but not quite. No. Let us know what you think. We have many ways for you to get in, t- mm-hmm. in touch with us. Uh, we are Spanish Arpada on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Gmail. And I'm looking to set up a, ma- a Mastodon now. Oh, I was going to uh, say, we, we we better hurry with that. Yes, uh, I, <laughs> I am on it today. I have the page open as we speak. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you'll be able to find us on Mastodon soon. Right. And uh, yeah, we love hearing from fans. So Ooh. that is that. It is time for recommendations. Mm, I'm going to go first. I recommended this to you already. uh, Yes. Last time we saw each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But our listeners may not know. So I am going to recommend that if you already use Roku, Mm. or if you don't, you can sign up for a free account at the uh, Mm -hmm. RokuChannel.com. And you should do this because if you have access to the Roku channel, that means that you can watch the first seven seasons of the Great British Bake Off for free. You don't have to sign up or anything. Uh, Guess what I was doing right before we started recording. Okay, how far are you in? (laughs) Uh, I am at the end of the first season. Okay, that's basically where I am too. Yes. Yeah, that, that was... It's interesting to see the differences. It's a very different show. It's a very different show. And of course, in America, we don't, with licensing, there's no, when they took them off Netflix, because Mm -hmm. the reason I found this out is because I wanted to watch some old seasons and they're not on Netflix anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I found that they had moved to the Roku channel. I was like, yes. Yes. So it's it's really nice. You know, it's, it's. It's comforting, like the Great Brit- mm. only the Great British Baking Show could be. Indeed. And you get to watch people make a lot of desserts and bread, and, and who mm-hmm. doesn't like that? So if you're needing something friendly in your life, if you're missing the old episodes with Mel and mm. Sue and Mary Berry. And Mary Berry. That's, yes. that's That to me is really the, everything else is the Diet Coke version. It's satisfying, but it's not what you, what you wanted. It's not quite the same. Well, they are mm-hmm. all there in their original glory on the Roman mm. channel yes, yes. and so as i said as i said to my wife as we were watching the first season mary berry always dresses like it's slightly chilly yeah she dresses beautifully but she's clearly always a little bit cold <laughs> i mean fair as yeah. as someone whose hands and nose are always constantly a little cold i feel right I feel yes yes <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm with you all right so that's my recommendation yes my recommendation is also based on uh, a recent uh, experience and it is kind of baking 
come to think. As you know, I went uh, and visited friends last weekend, and uh, they were having a uh, Halloween party, and they asked if there was anything that we wanted to include on the menu. And I remember a, a... a snack party food that uh, I first encountered several years ago when my mother passed away, okay. um, which is a grim way to start. But I will say this, uh, it, it was it was served at her memorial and I tasted it and I said, day is not a total loss. It, it is it is that good. And it is that simple. In fact, it's so simple that I, I, I occasionally hesitate to recommend it because it sounds, it's the sort of dish that if you are at all snobby, which I am, you immediately, no. yeah, you, no, just ever so slightly, you immediately turn up your nose. And if you do, you will be cutting off that nose despite your face. It is, this is a perfect snack. Here is what you do. It could not be simpler. First, Get yourself a big bag of Rolos. Uh, for right. those of, for those for those who are not American, you have some version of it in your country. It, they are they are little dollops of caramel dipped in chocolate. In chocolate I mean that's yeah. that's basically what they are. They are they are they are they are caramel chocolates, little ones. Get yourself a box of Ritz crackers. Lay the crackers out on a baking sheet. Put a Rolo, unwrapped please, and thank you, in the center of the Ritz cracker. Put the baking sheet in an oven set to 325 degrees for three minutes. Take the baking sheet out. Take a second Ritz cracker and put it over the now melty Rolo and smush it down. Not too hard. You don't want to, obviously, you don't want to break the cracker. That is it. You have just created something that is savory and sweet and caramel and chocolatey and buttery and salty, and it is absolutely perfect. Ready your castanets, please. The review that we got from every single person at the party, and this was a this is the beauty of it. You can prepare uh, this on the go, you know, a la minute, if you uh-huh. will. The review we got from every single person was initially a sneer. Okay. And then a bite. And then, holy shit. And gobble, 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 gobble. They are, and I I do not know if this snack has a name. I have never heard it. It doesn't matter. Do it. It is just the perfect snack food. I cannot recommend it highly enough. And if we had been high as well as drunk, (laughs) <laughs> we would still be back there and you'd still be them. eating them. Yes, exactly. So so yes, that is my recommendation is that party snack. And again, I I, I do not know if it has a name and it doesn't need one. Um, so there you go. That's my recommendation. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh very cool. I'm gonna have to try yeah. making them actually. Oh do. Oh do. I will. Yes. All right. So next time we are going to review Yusuf, the last <laughs> governor. We will see how the caliphate mm. completely crumbles and is mm-hmm. reborn and what mm. that means for Al Andalus. Oh right. What it means is that you know already there's not going to be any more governors under right. but something new is coming along. Excellent. That will be exciting. Looking forward to it. All right. See you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.